5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Peace up. A-Town. Is this Lil John? Is Usher and Little John, yeah. Oh, Usher and Little. I think Little John was at, is it Dreamville? The J. Cole Festival in Raleigh over the weekend? Abby is saying yes. That is where he was. Abby would know. Intern Abby would know. Uh, we got Philip the Ref Pilkington in the hizzle. Patrick Johnson with you. Uh, no baseball today. We're not leading you into that. It's been moved to tomorrow in case you missed it. Old Dominion couldn't get a flight. Bus back from South Florida. Took them eight days or something, I guess. But anyway, they're going to play tomorrow, 6.30. We're also having Mike Houston in the uh, studio tomorrow. That's the plan. Today, we're going to go out to Augusta, Georgia. Augusta National. little tournament they play every spring called the Masters in golf. And uh, Pilk. Brian Mole's going to join us a little later on. He's out there covering it for some various outlets, Caddy Network and others. We'll get all the deets on that with uh, Brian Mole. Follow him at BG Mole on Twitter. He's very active on the tweeting. Heavy weather out in uh, Georgia today. Practice rounds in the afternoon, wiped out. Rough stuff blowing through. I guess that's going to come in maybe to, tomorrow night or, or, or tonight, actually. So did that Early cancel the tomorrow. par three tournament? Because that's normally no. On that's Tuesdays, tomorrow. Right? That's tomorrow, and it's not the it's not a tournament. That, don't okay. never make that. Mall made that a mistake. I don't know what it's called, but he said he called it the par three tournament. The one of the first years he was there, and he was politely told, as they tend to do there at Augusta, it's not a tournament. Competition? I don't know. Google that and, and find out. But it's the par three. I think they just call it the par three. I think competition is the word. Maybe they use. I think it is. That, that, that seems right, doesn't it? That seems right. Uh, so the big news today, we'll get to the national championship, but the big news today is Tiger's back. Tiger's going to play today. I, I meant to get you to get some audio from that, but I might see if I can find some here and send it to you. How about that? But Tiger Woods is back. Uh, Mark Schleback, do you know who that is? I think I hope I'm pronouncing that right. No, I don't know who that is. He's a college football writer. And uh, he basically, um, you know, covers college football for the worldwide leader, right? And uh, he is a guy that is... uh, like like any like anything else in uh, like anything else in the in the world, they have uh, decided to uh, kind of like Chip Patterson does. You know, Chip's the CBS Sports college football guy, but then Chip does uh, college uh, basketball and he does golf. And basically, Schlebeck covers all the all of the uh, majors. He, he he's a you know writes for ESPN and. And contributes to the to the to the majors there. And so, uh, when he wrote something this week on Tiger, this is what Mole was telling me when I talked to Mole earlier today to you know kind of confirm and set up our our interview. 
By the way, I'm giving you some Tiger audio right now. I've just put that in there. If I sounded distracted, I apologize, but I was having to kind of go through a couple hoops to get it exactly to you, Philip. So there you go. But um, we'll play that announcement from Tiger here in just a second when Philip lets me know he has it. But you, know, Philip, do you know what their uh, what what ESPN the article he wrote about Tiger earlier in this week got when he like played the practice round over the weekend? Do you know how many views it got? My guess is millions. It had to be probably yeah. even eight figures would no, be my no, guess. No, not that much. It's not quite that much. Two million people read that article. Think about that for a minute. Like a career high for him, I think is what he told Mole was like a, a like a like an ESP like a college football thing that people is a half million six hundred thousand, which is a lot. Two million people. Had downloaded, maybe, and I don't know if I'm telling the story exactly right. Well, if we have time with Mull, we might bring it. I, I hope I'm not telling tales out of school. But, I mean, just think about that for a minute. That's the kind of needle moving that Tiger gets. Do we have the audio from where he made the announcement today? This is what Tiger said a little earlier today. All right, I guess we don't have it. Oh, I thought you were going to play it. No, I don't have it. I didn't have anything sent to me up for it. Yeah, it should be in the folder, but that's okay because I have it uh, right here in front of me. Just one second. I thought you were going to. Uh, okay, I, I got it you... now. Sorry, I was unaware of uh, it was in the folder. You want me to play uh, it? Not paying attention to the show because I told you on air very cleverly you had it now. But go ahead. Play it. Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play as of right now. So, he's, look, the pre- did you see the crowds from the practice round yesterday? It was a perfect day in, in Georgia yesterday, weather-wise. The galleries just following him were like you would see on the weekend at, at Augusta National for the practice round. So, that's a big deal. Of course, Harold Varner III participating as well, HV3. Uh, and... Uh, We'll get uh, a hold of Brian. Brian's been working on a story I know uh, that'll run somewhere, and we'll give you the deets of where that could be when we talk to him a little later in the show, but uh, kind of a story on Harold, and that'll be a cool story whenever it uh, is published or wherever it uh, runs. We'll, we'll again link to it on all of our social media. All right, uh, national championship game last night. Philip, did you watch or did you stay away? No, nah, of course I watched it. Okay. Uh, I stayed away. As I told you, I would. Now, I kept up with what was going on to a certain point. So you were asleep by the time it tipped off. Don't lie. No, I was still awake around 9. And then I remember my wife telling me the halftime score. I said, maybe I dreamed it. I don't know. But then I sort of backed off of the of it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, it was uh, a 15-point lead for right. the team we hate the most. I, and I told her, I said, just go. All right, if you want to watch it, you can. I'm, but I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. So, uh, middle of the night, as you tend to do when you get a little old, you wake up. And uh, I checked the phone after, you know, and, uh, yeah. I was stunned. I'll I, I tell you how I knew Kansas won initially. Because I went to Twitter. Because you always go to Twitter. That's where you always go. Where, is that where you If you wake up in the middle of the night, Philip, where do you go? Yeah. Twitter? Twitter, definitely. Like, I didn't stay yeah. up for the uh, the first Trump election. And, like, the, when I woke up, I was like, Twitter. Yeah. All right, Abby, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night? Oh, absolutely. Okay, where do you go, intern Abby? Absolutely. Where do you, 
Twitter? Twitter? Is that where you're going? You're going to Twitter? Ah, rustling around back over there. Sorry. Twitter? Yeah. You're going, if you wake up in the middle of the night, where are you going? I would say Twitter for big news events like that, but I would okay. use more Instagram towards like every day here in the news. Ah, all right. Well, that's the, that's the generational gap there. Okay, <laughs> so I checked Twitter. Now, Philip, do you know how I knew that the heels didn't win? Because I mean, I, you know, usually you'd scour Twitter that would pop up, right? Correct. I didn't see a thing. I had to start searching for it. So I figured at that point Kansas had won. I just didn't know how they had won. And I finally was able to find it. 14 but, points off turnovers in the second half to two is how they won. Yeah. Well, the first 10 minutes of the half. Kansas basically did what they did against Miami, right? In the second half. They just came out of the locker room and steamrolled them. Tar Heels turned it over. Kansas... A lot better on defense than people are giving them credit for. Uh, and they started to get shots, especially going to the basket. They started to get shots. I mean, they, they could not buy a basket in the uh, in the end of the first half when the Tar Heels built their lead. This was Bill Self afterwards saying uh, this group's the 2022 Miracles. I think all seven of these guys would be totally content after being around them all year long that this is a 2022 Miracle. Uh, uh I don't. I think they would. I think they'll enjoy it more, not having a name attached to it, because that's how we played all year long. All right, and then Hubert Davis afterwards said he could not be more proud of his group. The way that they have represented our university, this program, our community, I can't ask for them to do any more than what they have done, and I am, I am extremely proud of each one of them. I know Baycott got hurt, re-injured himself. I, again, I'm trying not to look at this through non light blue colored shades. I think a lot of people are, including like Packer, Mark Packer. Ugh. But uh, to me, it looked like the reflection on that one shot. Uh, the, the, the board didn't come up. It looked like the reflection off the lights. Because I saw another angle from a different kind of filter. Philip, am I wrong on that? No, not the at all. The board didn't. Yeah, I mean, the, this this... I mean, and for Mark Packer to say it on that show today oh, with the ACC Network, it's just it's it's irresponsible. The board didn't come up. He, I mean, he re-injured his ankle, but he's playing on a bad ankle anyway. Yeah, and they said all, he was hobbling around during pregame warmups. All of the great things that Hubert Davis did in this team, this team, this team did. Now everybody wants to give Hubert the flowers, and that's fine because he obviously was the head coach and motivated him. Certainly challenged them all year. They were a lot tougher than they were, you know, at other junctures during the season. But Hubert didn't he, – he rode his same five guys. I just think you can't do that as – for that many games. You're going to get banged up. And I just the, – the situation when you're only playing five or six guys – is when things do go bad, you don't have anywhere to go. At least anybody you trust anywhere to go. And that's kind of what happened, I thought, in the second half last night. Started to miss shots. They really didn't have anybody they could go to that would bring them a spark. And that was that had as much to do with it. Kansas is good. Anybody who would who would say they're, well, this isn't a great can 
may not be vintage Kansas, but they were the, they were the lone number one seed in the Final Four, and, and I think they were better than I think they were better than Baylor at the end of the season. Quite obviously, they were. Uh, take nothing away from Carolina; they got there. They beat Duke twice near the end of the season. This was a really very good, not great or vintage Duke team, but a very good Duke team that could have very easily been playing last night. They did catch a break, quite frankly. I mean, all kidding aside, they caught a break with Baylor being without their top scorer. St. Peter's in the Elite Eight final. I mean, come on. In the regional final in the Elite Eight. I mean, that, that was a good break. They, But you got to play the games. And certainly... This you're going to be told this is not the case, but they they blew a 15 point lead. They blew a double digit lead, the largest deficit ever come back from in the championship game. They blew it. Guards started not playing well. Manic wasn't um, kind of a bad play for him at the end, stumbling when they were trying to get it to him. And I think they, to me, Philip, what I when I've gone back and watched some of the replay of it today, I think that to me the Tar Heels looked tired in the second half. Well, yeah, they did. Especially I mean, this late. is a team that really only plays six guys deep, as as did Duke. Um, but the difference is they played Duke last time. They played St. Peter's game before that. Maybe got lucky against UCLA. Played a uh, a banged up Baylor team. So you know you're not surprised when they run into a deep, talented team like Kansas that they were unable to hang for a full forty minutes. And again, you knew that Kansas had this ability, and and they did. Hubert Davis did a fabulous job. I, I think Hubert Davis. I mean, his own Inside Carolina podcasters were calling for his head for crying out loud. And I, I just to me, I think the guy is a fabulous coach uh, and uh, did a heck of a job this year. Perhaps some of his youth and inexperience on the sideline did show up a little bit as far as managing guys. But he'll get who he wants in. I, I, they, I think this is this is – this is, they did not restore the brand last night or with this run. The brand was still pretty strong. They were just not having the type of year to the type of talent they had on the roster until late in the season. So there's no restoring of the brand or the plucky upstart. I mean, all that's nonsense. But I, and, I, and I think Hubert Davis would tell you that. it's not We didn't restore anything. We just started playing tougher and playing better. But uh, Kansas with the win, and now, look, all of those – Accusations now hover over their program. And what will happen with Bill Self, that kind of hovers over his head now. Hearing a lot of things on that. Um, We're going to get a break. Uh, ECU introduced formally their two new assistant coaches for Mike Schwartz today. So we're going to hear from them coming up in a little bit. Philip, anything else? I mean, those are kind of the two big things. Tiger and uh, the, the aftermath of the national championship game last night. Yeah, that's that about it. it. Last yeah. day of spring training, so just everybody with a game and then a getaway day today to get ready for Thursday, but, you know, no big, big news on that. Boy, Ben's Mets, you talk about some pitching issues. Oh, my goodness. I do feel bad for him. I mean, that is – what, they've had three guys go down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's they got some issues. All right, uh, we'll come back, and uh, we'll have our pirate report for you. So stay with us here on the Patrick Johnson Show.
Hey, I want to tell you a little bit about Wilson Rose Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been in the keeping you comfortable business for 60 years on Hooker Road in Greenville. Steve Rhodes, second generation, gives each customer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Wilson Rose is an authorized train dealer, specializes in new installations, home replacement service agreements on all makes and models. Go online at wilsonroads.com for 0% financing options up to 60 months on qualifying equipment. To get the job done right, Wilson Rhodes in Greenville. You'll be comfortable in no time. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances exceptions may apply. Are you shopping for a new boat but can't find exactly what you want or don't want? Check out Pair Custom Boats in Washington. They custom build your boat with no more or no less than exactly what you want. You can design it yourself with Pair Custom Boats. Towers, T-tops, no T-tops, forward seating, rear seating, or just a flush deck. They can customize your wants and needs in one of their four models. And the big news for 2022 is there are now two new models being introduced this year. The new 25-foot and 27-foot models will be great additions to the Pair Customs lineup. Call today, 252-717-7009. Visit the website at pairmarine.com or come see us in Little Washington, North Carolina. That's 252-717-7009 for Pair Custom Boats. Or visit the website and check out all the models at pairmarine.com. You can sit down and build your own custom-built center con with pair custom boats. It's time to travel again, and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from Pitt Greenville Airport. Reservations are available now at AA.com. Whether you're flying for business or leisure, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte and then anywhere on the map. You can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the terminal and the short lines at ticketing and security. For your next trip, check out the great rates offered at AA.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport. Every Monday during the ECU baseball season, tune in as Pirate Coach Cliff Godwin talks East Carolina baseball. Brought to you by Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center and the Gavigan Agency. With Patrick Johnson on your home for Pirate baseball. High fly ball to left, to the track, to the wall. He cannot get it. 94-3 the game and 943thegame.com. Now back to the Patrick Johnson Show. All right, uh, hey, maybe you're tired of what you're doing for a living right now. I tell you, he was retired of retirement. Fran Dunphy pulled a Brady. Well, not quite a full Brady, but a couple years out, came back. Philip will have more on that bottom of the hour. But uh, maybe you're, you know, just looking to change careers. Maybe you're looking to do something a little different. Fed up with working too many hours, not enough pay. Bored at your job. You're unchallenged. You want to make more money. We all do. TV commercial from the 80s, gang. Maybe you just want a new career. Let me tell you about my friends at Victra. Largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. 
and Victor's Green Greenville contract uh, contact center. Hiring, Victor has open positions in all kinds of sectors, consumer, consumer sales, business to business sales, retail store support, customer care and operation support. The Bennies, incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face -face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday. And uh, 401k matching. You can earn top dollar while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Victra holding uh, a hiring event again soon. We'll let you know when they do. But they are a uh, group that is fast hiring here in Greenville. Had a lot of success. Victra uh, hiring dozens of people and dozens and dozens over the last several weeks. If you want to learn more, you can even apply online. Shoot. Go online right now. It's pit-jobs.com. That's pit is in Pitt County-jobs.com for Victor. All right. Patrick Johnson, Philip the Ref Pilkington is producing. We got the ref, and we've got the trainer. Intern Abby, the trainer, is uh, here as well. All right, let's uh, do today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Uh, we, uh, again, will have Pirate Baseball tomorrow. The game with Old Dominion moved to tomorrow night at 6.30, so uh, 6.15 airtime. Mike Houston will be in the studio tomorrow to talk about the spring game and the uh, couple scrimmages so far. And uh, we'll be on the air uh, 5 until 6.15 with a special edition of the Patrick Johnson Show tomorrow. Let's uh, tell you a little bit about uh, the uh, new ECU basketball uh, assistant coaches. Philip was uh, over there earlier today to catch up uh, with them. And uh, we're going to hear from him here in uh, just a second. But uh, as we told you uh, last week uh, and uh, confirmed by East Carolina yesterday, Jake Morton and Riley Davis have been hired as assistant coaches. Uh, Coach Morton. Served as an assistant at Jacksonville State, Coach Davis at UT Arlington, respectively. And then all, they've also hired a uh, DOP, uh, Jesse Higdon, who has uh, been at Tennessee previously. But this is Coach Davis on uh, what led him here to Greenville. Cut six on the vast soundbite roster. So I have a little bit of experience with the Southeast. Uh, I was at Tennessee for three years with Coach Barnes. That's where I crossed paths with Coach Schwartz. Uh, and he's just a really good guy. I mean, he's a good man. Just beyond basketball, he's a good man. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. But um, I was at the University of Texas, Sam Houston State University. Most recently, I was at the University of Texas Arlington for the previous four years. Um, I was a scout in the NBA. Uh, started in junior college as a player and, uh, and then as a coach. But, uh, yeah, so to Coach Schwartz, that's where we crossed paths at Tennessee. And... Uh, Man, I'm just telling you, I mean, Pirate Nation, they're, they're going to love him. Um, they're going to love him. I mean, he's just an unbelievable human being, really good human being. So when I got the call, just being honest, it, it was a no-brainer, no-brainer. Uh, the area, I'll be honest with you guys, my wife loves the southeast. So that was an easy one. That was a really easy one for me. Um, but Coach Schwartz, he's just the guy we believe in, man. He's I'm telling you, he's the best. I can't wait for you guys to see it. And Coach Riley Davis uh, adding uh, today that uh, Coach Schwartz is more – than just a defensive guy. So everyone knows he ran the defense at Tennessee. Um, that, that's what he's recently 
got credit for. But where where coach, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> where, where coach is really awesome is no matter where he's been. When he was at Fresno State, he ran the offense. When he was at Tulsa, he ran the offense. Tennessee, Tennessee, he ran the defense. Whatever coach has done, he's been really good at. So our staff, we're just going to fill in where he needs us. You know, he can be good at whatever he wants, and he's going to plug us in wherever he wants. Toughness is the name of the game uh, as far as uh, the players they want to recruit to the program, according to Coach Davis. And Coach has talked plenty about it. The first thing you always want is toughness. That's the thing. You just want to come in to a program, see who's tough, and try to build toughness. So, yes, with the roster, we're trying to recruit tough guys, trying to bring in toughness. Nothing more than that. And uh, Coach Riley Davis uh, also talked about what he knew about ECU before taking the post as an assistant on Coach Swartz's staff. So Coach has talked a lot lot about it. Um, Coming from the Rick Barnes tree, uh, Bob Hodges was around a lot at at Texas. Uh, We call him all ball because he was all ball all the time. So all I have is these stories about all ball. So it was all ball and it was Coach Barnes telling stories about East Carolina. So for the, when I started um, really in division one basketball, I had been hearing stories about East Carolina um, and that was I mean, shoot, when I was 21 years old, I guess, um, 34 now. So, man, I've been here about East Carolina forever, just the passion of the fan base. Coach Morton, uh, I've crossed paths with him a couple stops when he was at JMU and Dean Keener was the uh, coach there. Uh, he was most recently at uh, Jacksonville State. They went to the NCAA tournament this year. He was on staff there. They won 21 games. So this is Coach Jake Morton talking about his relationship with Mike Swartz. Coach Swartz and I have been dear friends for 15 years. We've worked together at the University of Miami um, since we've you know, parted ways. And him, you know, he went on and done some great things. And obviously at the University of Texas, the most recent spot. You know, Coach Swartz and I have been in touch almost daily since that time. Uh, and then uh, Coach Morton on uh, kind of how he got to where he is right now, his journey. Well, I mean, I grew up playing the game. I mean, I, I mean, I played at the University of Miami. Um, I had to have an opportunity to play professionally for a couple of years. And obviously, like a lot of guys that play and play professionally, they want to get into coaching. Excuse me, they want to get into coaching. And um, I've just been lucky. I've been around a lot of great coaches. I've um, been very fortunate from that standpoint, great minds, and I've had a chance to learn some really good things. Also, uh, Coach, on uh, having to recruit guys that reflect the uh, mold of Coach Swartz. We got to get tough guys. I mean, that's that's you, you have to get guys that reflect your head coach. And I, I think Coach Schwartz is going to bring a lot of toughness, a lot of grit. You know, he you know he's just he's a he's a hard nosed type of coach. He wants hard nosed type of players. So I think first and foremost, we have to recruit toughness as well as talent, as well as athleticism, as well as shooting. <laughs> a lot of things that go into recruiting, but but toughness is going to be at the top of the key. Recruiting uh, very difficult. Many ways you can do it. You put a lot of time in on a kid out of uh, the high school ranks, and uh, they could be gone within a year. It's uh, a lot of work that goes in. Portal's a big part of that. I'm riffing here, Philip. The portal's a big part of that now. The JUCO ranks, I think, are still a big part of that. So, uh, anyway, Coach Morton, Jake Morton, discussed that today. It's a lot of work that goes into it. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's 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 evaluating. It's talking to people, high school coaches, AAU coaches, you know, guys in the neighborhood and the community. Um, so much about recruiting is just it's a crapshoot, and you know, a lot of times you you know you hope you're on the on the right side of that crapshoot, but you know you just got to trust your eyes, trust the people you know. Um, you know, it's, it's just a 
the best way to describe it is, is it's a crapshoot. A lot of times in recruiting, you think you got it right, you might not have it right, you might not think you have it right, you get it right. So you just got to be lucky. Sometimes I say to people all the time, it's better to be lucky than good at recruiting. And he says that the American is a very attractive league to recruit towards. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a great league. I mean, you know, I have a really good friend that's a coach at the University of Memphis. I was telling him just two days ago, I say, we, you know, our, our whole goal is we're trying to catch you guys. I mean, you know, you're trying to catch Houston, you're trying to catch Memphis. And yes, to your point, we do use that in recruiting trails. It's a phenomenal, not a great league, a phenomenal league, a phenomenal league. So, you know, hopefully we can attract those type of players that can you know, compete and play and be successful against the upper echelon of this league, the Houstons, the Memphises, the Cincinnati's, who've had success over the last couple of years. Yep, uh, and uh, big thanks there. We appreciate uh, the time for Coach Morton and Coach Davis, uh, Jake Morton and Riley Davis, respectively, uh, today. Uh, looking at the early odds from the Action Network to win uh, the NCAA tournament in the 22-23 season, they've got Duke at plus 800, Kentucky and Arkansas at plus 1,000, Gonzaga, Kansas at plus 1,200. Of course, we'll see what ends up happening with Kansas, if anything. Baylor in North Carolina and UCLA are plus 1,400. Nova plus 1,600. Then you have Arizona and Houston plus 2,000. Uh, but uh, you got Houston there there as well as uh, a team that uh, should be making another run at it. Of course, a lot of this is you don't know what's going to happen with the portal. You don't know what's going to happen with guys leaving. You don't know what guys you might be able to add to your roster if you're one of these schools that hits the portal. So there's a lot of uh, a lot more to it. That, you know, I think the odds are the odds, but I also think when you look at uh, these early top 25 lists, I mean, it's just at this point kind of silly. I know there's a notion that guys are going to be returning back to UNC to run it back, as it were. That didn't work for UCLA this year. And I, I just I think if, this, if you're Baycott and you look how you injured yourself last night or, or over the weekend and how that re-manifested itself uh, again last night, uh, to me, if you can leave and, and go make money, you go do that. I think that's the – I know the NIL is a big part of that now and, and could change maybe some guys who are mid to late first round, second round talent or might be on two-way deal kind of talent. But uh, if Baycott, to me, if you're Baycott, you got to get the, the heck out of Dodge and, and go play for some money because you've put together a, a fantastic – and noteworthy season. All right, uh, we're going to go out to Augusta National. Brian Mole catch up with him in a bit. Uh, right now, the ref, Philip Pilkington, has a 94-3 The Game sports update. PH? Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game sports update. We will start in Pirate Athletics as men's basketball player Tate Mosher has entered the transfer portal. And in better news, ECU softball knocked off NC Central today by a score of 13-8. Pirate freshman Malia Roll got her first career collegiate home run. Staying in college athletics, LaSalle has hired the 73-year-old Fran Dumphy. He was the former coach at Temple. Moving on now to the Masters as HV3 gets ready for his first trip to Augusta to play in golf's biggest event. The tee times were announced earlier today. The Pirate alum will tee off at 1.08 p.m. on Thursday and 9.50 a.m. on Friday. He will play alongside Thomas Peters and 2017 Green Jacket winner Sergio Garcia. It was also confirmed that Tiger Woods will play this year. On to the NFL, the Patriots have traded for Dolphins wide receiver Devontae Parker and a fifth-round pick. They only had to give up a third-round pick to get 
get the star receiver. A lot of things going on in Major League Baseball as the season is just two days away. Some former big-name pitchers have signed minor league deals as Johnny Cueto has signed with the White Sox and Dylan Patances with the Dodgers. Brewers catcher Pedro Severino has been suspended for PEDs and the Rays have traded Austin Meadows to the Tigers. Finally, the Cardinals have announced that Albert Pujols will start as the DH on Thursday, giving him his 22nd straight opening day start, making him tied for second all-time with Hank Aaron and Yaz, making him only one behind Pete Rose, who had 23. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. After this timeout, Brian Mole will be on to talk about HB3, Tiger, and all things you need to know about the Masters. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words, made in America. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. A majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Take a hit from a 300-pound linebacker and you better be wearing pads. Take a hit on the road and you better have good auto coverage. When you've got North Carolina Farm Bureau Auto Insurance, you've got the best local agents ready to help you bounce back. If you don't, well, you probably play football without a helmet, too. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance. Helping you is what we do best. North Carolina Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company. Farm Bureau Insurance of North Carolina, Inc. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. In Greenville, contact your local Farm Bureau agent for a quote for your car, home, life, or your health. You'll be working with neighbors you can trust. People like Glenn Sugg and Justin Batts, these agents are dedicated to protecting your family and your dreams. These Farm Bureau agents are knowledgeable in a wide range of insurance products, but they are tuned in to the Greenville community. Again, contact Lynn Sugg or Justin Batts today at Farm Bureau Insurance in Greenville at 252-756-3165. That's 252-756-3165. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Longer days, warmer weather. This is that time of year you need to be enjoying life without pain. Hi, everybody. It's Patrick Johnson. Time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here and all over America get real, lasting pain relief. They use highly concentrated, cutting-edge natural biologic treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, getting to the root of the pain. It's life-changing. You can get back to moving like you used to with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. If you have nagging pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, and you're done with steroids and pain meds, call QC Kinetics. And if they're telling you surgery's your next option, don't do it. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation and a free second opinion. Learn more about these amazing natural biologic treatments. Enjoy this time of year doing what you love. Call QC Kinetics. 252-756-PAIN. 
That's 252-756-PAIN. 252-756-PAIN. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 943thegame.com. And now, back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. the pro shop i guess the master shop is, is what it is you you got to get all the terminology right there at augusta national the great brian mull uh caddy network and uh brian who else are you working for this week i am part of the augusta chronicle uh team uh, which is also affiliated with usa today and golf week and we're all just pitching in and contributing coverage uh for all the various outlets and it's a, it's a great group to work with, and they take very good care of all of us, bring us in and uh, shack us up, and uh, some pretty nice accommodations. And uh, I'm fortunate this year to be uh, very close to the golf course, which is nice. Oh, that is. Okay, so the big news, obviously, is Tiger. I know you've spent some time with Harold Varner III. I want to get to all that, but patrons are back in uh, full throat, if you will, this year. Yes, the buzz around the place yesterday. It was a beautiful day down here in Georgia mid 70s and sunshine and to see you know people from all over back out here with their cameras with their children with their parents with whomever uh just enjoying the golf course and uh taking it all in and uh just kind of overhearing eavesdropping on some conversations and uh, the grandstands are back for the first time in a couple of years and it feels like the masters well tiger woods making his announcement today and uh, that is uh, that he's going to give it a go. What was that moment like when he kind of made that official? I have to imagine a buzz that was already permeating uh, the grounds uh, just got amped up several degrees. No, no doubt. Uh, I think we had all assumed based on uh, you know what we saw from him Sunday playing nine holes and then uh, to everyone's surprise, he played 18 yesterday afternoon with Fred Couples and Justin Thomas to some of the largest galleries I've ever seen in golf. And I think we assumed after that, and then he was out chipping and practicing with Justin Thomas a little bit this morning um, before his press conference. And I think we assumed the answer would be what it ultimately was. And, uh, you know, of course, then just an onslaught of questions from the assembled media in a brief period trying to understand when this became a feasible option for him and uh, just, again, uh, kind of blowing everyone away collectively and what he's able to do when he sets his mind to it. Uh, did he give any indication about how he's feeling? He's in pain. Okay. He's in pain, and I think he's accepted that he's going to always have some sort of pain. He said that uh, specifically was asked about conditions, and he said like most people who are – Moving into middle age, uh, the cold weather does not treat his body particularly well. So, uh, you know, as the tea times came out, he looks like he's going to be able to, uh, you know, avoid the worst of that. And 
he said, you know, the, the hills, all the, the, the side hill, uphill stances, pretty much the entire golf course other than the tee boxes is, is on some type of slope. And that just puts more pressure on his leg. But his recovery has been incredible. That was what he was worried about from day to day. And he's got his whole team of physio folks here with him, helping him recover. And uh, I think it, it requires a lot of effort. And he, he's something he's certainly willing to do. We got Brian Mull with us. Uh, Brian from the Caddy Network. Also this week, uh, the Augusta Chronicle, USA Today Network, uh, Golf Week. He's covering uh, Augusta, uh, covering the Masters from Augusta National for yet a, another year. And uh, it is always great to catch up with him uh, early in the week and get an idea of what is uh, what is going on uh, in the uh, in the South there and uh, leading up uh, to Masters uh, Week. Weather today? How has that changed uh, things today uh, and uh, really tomorrow? Yeah, the course was open from eight a.m. to about eleven, and then uh, the thunder and rain started to roll in it roll they rained pretty heavily uh for a couple of hours uh and then we're right now we're underneath a tornado warning actually there's been one spotted not too far from the property but it's uh, pretty calm out at the moment uh the rain has uh, has lightened up a little bit tomorrow i think a little spottier rain but the forecast has improved a little bit from where it was initially in the week. So uh, the par three contest in the afternoon is still probably in play at this point. I know they would love to have it. They have not been able to have it the last couple of years. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll see some, some early morning practice from, from other competitors, maybe those that aren't participating in the par three. And then the course closes uh, every year, regardless uh, to, the, to the players, uh, Wednesday afternoon, about two o'clock. So that the, uh, the crew, the staff, the massive staff of not only Augusta National, but folks who've come from courses all over the world to help uh, can get out there and uh, prep the course for Thursday's first round. It looks, after really tomorrow, uh, just going to be splendid weather and even a little cool Saturday. Yeah, um, a kind of a different wind direction than what we typically see here, which is going to make the golf course play very interesting. And, yes, yeah, some cool Cool temperatures in the morning uh, combined with some pretty stout breezes, so that's going to affect scoring. I, I do not think that uh, – I don't think you're going to see anybody get to 10 under par this week. I wow. don't think you're going to need to. I think uh, eight – this, this is going to be a year where seven, eight, nine under par is good enough to win the green jacket. Brian Mull uh, with us here, Caddy Network, Augusta Chronicle this week uh, in Augusta, Georgia, covering the Masters. Uh, as part of that uh, team, you'll see his work in uh, newspapers all across, or in uh, websites more appropriately, all across the uh, Fruited Plain uh, for newspapers. Also, uh, some uh, USA Today and uh, Golf Week as well. I'm sure some of this will show up there. Brian will have uh, daily coverage, uh, sort of a daily analysis piece uh, that will air in the uh, Augusta Chronicle or, or be published in the Augusta Chronicle. Uh, and, and I'm sure other places as well. Any changes, any significant changes to the course? Yes. Um, of course, they're always tweaking this place. Uh, I've had caddies tell me that, you know, you can never really rely too much on the previous year's yardage book because there's always going to be a green or two that's been uh, magically shifted around in between tournaments. But this year, two significant changes that everyone uh, will certainly enjoy and see, and I'm sure will be spoken about on the broadcast quite extensively. But number 11, the, the very difficult par four at the beginning of Amen Corner has been lengthened again by another uh, 15 or 20 yards, and 
kind of recontoured the area uh, in the right side of the fairway, took out some trees, and also uh, the area from the right of the 11th green where Larry Mize famously chipped in in 1987 to defeat Greg Norman in a playoff. Basically, the shot that he was able to hit it no longer exists because they've kind of added a, a deep swale to the right of the green there, which would uh, is just going to make it extremely difficult. I would not be surprised if the you know the eleventh is not the diff- most difficult hole on the course by the end of the week. And then fifteen, uh, the great risk reward par five that has decided this golf tournament on many occasions has also been lengthened by about twenty yards. They felt like, uh, you know, Sergio Garcia used an eight iron for his second shot when he won here in 2017. And they felt like that was just not what was initially intended. So to offset the just prodigious distances that these modern player hits the golf ball, they've, they've added a little bit of length there and they're hoping that uh, the second shot will, will be more of a, of a decision, a, you know, a risk reward. Because as much as the Masters and Augusta National wants to test your physical ability, it equally wants to see if you have your wits about you and uh, can think clearly, make good decisions, and uh, then execute. So uh, a number of the players said that uh, it'll be a game-time decision for them on 15 if they hit a good drive, whether they go for the green and mm. two or not. All right, we got Brian Mull with us here. You spent some time uh, yesterday talking to Harold Varner. Uh, talked new, a lot about his, uh, his new child uh, more than anything, but uh, what was the sense you got from HV3? Yeah, Harold, uh, was great to see him. Uh, he played nine holes with Dustin Johnson and Harry Higgs yesterday and <laughs> they played the, they played the second nine and they just had a great time. I think they may have had a couple of, a couple of quarters riding on the match and, uh, they were kind of needling each other a little bit on the 15th tee. Harold looked like he's swinging the club beautifully. He had come up last week and played with a member, a neighbor of his from Charlotte. Uh, so he had seen the golf course before this week and, he feels good. He's confident. He feels like his game has been trending in the right direction. He, he told me that he obviously took a tremendous amount of confidence from his win in the Saudi International. Uh, he said next time he wins, he would like to be able to enjoy it a little bit more and not have to hole an 80-foot putt on the, on the last right. hole to do it. Right. But, uh, but he'll take it. And then certainly his performance in the Players' Championship, which kind of cemented his place in the top 50 in the world, which earned him this invitation. So. Uh, he's uh, driving the ball well, and he's a good long iron player, and those are typically yeah. two traits that you need to succeed here. You know, you also talked to a fellow uh, ECU alum, uh, John McGinnis, who's going to be down there doing a lot of broadcasting work this weekend. We love John. Uh, what you know, John has said on this show, he said to you, he said in other venues that when when Harold does win, uh, I guess on the PGA Tour. Of course, this is not a PGA Tour event, but a lot of those guys are there. I mean. When Harold wins, it's one of the it, it's he's it's like a popular fact that that he won. In other words, everybody will be excited, but the players will be real excited whenever Harold wins. There's no doubt. I think there's a, if you polled the players in the locker room, you know, anonymously, whatever, and you and you ask them uh, to list their, their their most popular or their favorite guy and, and uh, the, the guy with the best attitude. Harold Varner's name would be at or near the top of both of those lists. Uh, I think he's uh, talked to his former coach at East Carolina, Press McFall, now at NC State. And he, he just said if, if of all his elite skills, which he could certainly recognize physically, it was his attitude and his spirit toward the game of golf that really set him apart 
from uh, not only other college players, but certainly professionals as well. And I think that's been a big part of the reason why Harold's been able to continually improve. And, and look, just getting invited to this field uh, one time is, uh, is certainly a tremendous accomplishment and, uh, I don't think anyone feels like this will be the last time for him. All right, I'm going to get you to kind of handicap uh, Harold. He's a long odds, but I, I think it would be a pretty you know, safe wager if you're into that sort of thing. I want to ask you about there's a, there's a particular Tiger wager out there. Get your picks, the whole nine. Has there been any discussion of Phil Mickelson not being there this week? You know, that's a very interesting point, Patrick. I was just speaking with one of my editors, and we uh, were kicking around some ideas of things to write about uh, amidst this rain delay. And not a word has really been spoken of that. I think Bryson DeChambeau was asked a question about Phil yesterday, and he said he had reached out to him on numerous occasions since everything went down with his statements. And that, in his words, Phil has gone dark. Hmm. No response whatsoever from him. But otherwise, I think the other players that are here felt like they, they've already spoken their piece on the matter, whether it was at L.A. or in the weeks after that, and they're really tired of discussing it. And I think the, the combination of Tiger's return plus Phil's absence has, has kind of overshadowed uh, you know, any, any of the discussion about a three-time champion who won a major championship last year. Yeah. All right, uh, we've got uh, Brian Mull with us here. Time to get uh, some picks. How do you see Harold doing in this? I know you think he's got a chance as one of the uh, quote-unquote masters rookies to do really well this week. Uh, what What's a success realistically for HV3 this week? I think a top 20. I think if he could finish top 20 in his first Masters, that would be an outstanding week. I, I feel confident he's going to make the cut. I think the course is going to play very difficult, and it's going to reward the guys who can find, drive the ball well and hit a lot of greens, and those are two things that he typically does well. He likes the way the golf course fits his eye. He said he hit it a foot from the hole the first time he played number 12, so he doesn't, you know, he's got some positive energy already working on one of the most icon- iconic holes in golf, and he's confident, as always. You know, he's the, he's the same guy I've known for a long time, and uh, just the fact that he's playing at Augusta National to him is just another golf course. And uh, he knows he'll be nervous on the first tee. He's already talked about that, but uh, I think he'll he'll settle in and, and uh, you know have have a good opportunity on the par fives and have a good week. And Harold, by the way, teeing off tomorrow at one oh eight p.m. He is slated for nine fifty on Friday. Tiger will tee tomorrow at ten thirty four a.m. and one forty one on Friday. As we got Brian Mull with us here. Caddy Network, Brian, also handling uh, duties this week for the Augusta Chronicle, uh, USA Today Network, and uh, also the uh, uh, the uh, Golf Week uh, Golf Weekly publication. Uh, with the Tiger turnaround, morning to afternoon, that seems to benefit him, I would think. Uh, what's success for Tiger Woods this week? Uh, somebody asked him today, do you think you could win it? He said yes. What do you expect Tiger to say? Uh, but he, w- he wouldn't be competing at minimum if he didn't think he would, couldn't go out there and at least make the cut. He's swinging beautifully, and uh, not just what I've seen, but this is what Fred Couples and Justin Thomas and Cameron Davis, who played a few holes with him, all talking about how far he's hitting the golf ball. Uh, the the numbers on the range that we've been able to see certainly match that. Uh, he hasn't lost any distance. Uh, seems like he's swinging with a ton of balance. Uh, it's just a matter of how his leg holds up over four days walking around this place. Like I expect him to have a very solid first couple of rounds. But uh, 
can he sustain that over the weekend? Not so much from the pressure, but just from the physical toll of, uh, you know, just anyone who plays here, a, a, a fellow in his 20s, like Justin Thomas, talks about how exhausted you are on Sunday afternoon. So, you know, when you're coming in with a bad wheel, uh, it's just going to be that much more of a challenge. Yeah. Hey, uh, who do you like in this? Obviously, John Rahm is among the favorites, Justin Thomas. Uh, I, Dustin Johnson, uh, Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson, uh, Cameron Smith, Scheffler has been playing really well. You ever, you can't really count out Jordan Spieth. He had a really good finish in San Antonio, his final round there. I think Rory kind of, kind of because of lifetime achievement, uh, is, uh, is up there amongst the favorites. Brooks Kepka, very, very good. Uh, who, who do you like? And, uh, you've mentioned DeChambeau. Will Zalatoris was sort of the guy who emerged on the scene last year. Uh, so, so lay it out for us. Uh, who who you like in this? I'm, I'm picking Justin Thomas, and if anyone who's been paying attention will realize this is the third consecutive Masters in which I've picked Justin Thomas. And while you know he fell a little short the last two times, I just think he has all the tools to win here. I think he's it's admittedly put a little bit too much pressure on himself in the major championships, and specifically this one. I think he's learned from that. He, and, and the X factor there is he has Jim Bones Mackay on his bag for the first time at the Masters. And, of course, he helped Phil Mickelson win three times around here and has seen the place play in every, every type of condition. And I think that's just an asset right there that could be enough to get Thomas over the top, who, who has played the course very well, just hasn't quite uh, you know played it well enough in his, in his first five appearances. All right, uh, that's one. So you would take him, I guess, versus the field. Who else might be a name or two to keep an eye on? I like Joaquin Neiman. Uh, one Riviera. There's a lot of similarities through the years in golfers who have performed well at Riviera and then come here, whether it's Adam Scott or Bubba Watson. Uh, you know, both courses that are tree lined with a little bit of undulation, kind of classic layouts. And uh, his short game has vastly improved from where it was a year ago, and certainly you have to be dialed in in that aspect of your game to perform well here. So he's a little bit of a longer shot that I like. And then a guy that you mentioned earlier, Cam Smith, I, I think he's just got the perfect uh, attitude as well for golf and just an unbelievable putting stroke, which uh, certainly uh, can can benefit you around here. And he also has three top tens uh, in his brief uh, Masters career. Uh, with a second place shooting four rounds in the 60s the year that Dustin Johnson won. So uh, I I think that Cam Smith is a guy who's going to be there uh, at the end of the week for sure. And uh, at BG Mole on Twitter, Brian will be posting a lot of uh, links to his work there so you can check it out during the week. Looking forward to uh, the piece on HV3, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you uh, sometime soon, Brian. Enjoy the rest of the week. Okay. Thanks, Patrick. Everybody have a good week. You too. There he goes, Brian Mole. Great to have him on uh, as the uh, rain continues to fall in uh, Augusta. It should not impact the Par 3 event tomorrow, but uh, we will see. It is, uh, it's a bit of a frog strangler down there right now. Uh, it is uh, final stages here. We're in the two-minute drill of the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, big thanks to Brian Mull for being on with us uh, here today. Mike Schrage, if that name uh, rings a bell, he was the Elon coach. He has resigned uh, and has taken a job on John Shire's staff at Duke uh, as uh, he got his career started there. Done a really fine job at Elon. Had, uh, considered uh, kind of a bright young coach, and uh, John Shire, needing uh, some experience on his staff, uh, gets a pretty good uh, X and O guy and young up-and-coming coach, relatively speaking, in, in uh, Shragi, who has been uh, coaching for about 20 years. 
Uh, we heard from the two new ECU assistants uh, today uh, with uh, Coach Davis and Coach Morton. It was great to, to have them in Greenville. Looking forward to getting those guys in the studio at some point here uh, over the coming days. Speaking of which, we will have in the studio tomorrow uh, the uh, head coach for uh, Pirate Football, Mike Houston, will be uh, with us here ahead of the spring game on Saturday. And uh, talking to some people about the big uh, pig out event today and uh, everything's back this year, the parade of pigs, the whole nine yards. So it's going to be a fun time uh, out there for uh, Pirate Nation this weekend uh, as uh, things get back to normal with the uh, spring game and all of the uh, pig out events surrounding it. Big thanks to Philip Pilkington, intern Abby, and uh, for all of them, I'm Patrick Johnson. Catch you tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here.